Welcome to the Cuban Connection. My name is Felix Chevalier. In this episode, we will be discussing natural disasters and the role that politics plays in preventing relief efforts. Support for this program comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. So as many of you, and I'm sure all of you should be aware, that uh, the United States has suffered a number of natural disasters. Uh, Houston and the Gulf Coast region was hit by Hurricane Harvey, and uh, just the other day, Florida was hit by uh, Hurricane Irma. Uh, I actually live in Houston, Texas. Uh, we, my family and I, uh, frankly sustained minor damage uh, from uh, Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we received a little water on the first floor of our home, uh, but to be quite frank, um, it was insignificant in comparison to the, frank, frankly, the devastation that so many people are experiencing, uh, not only here in Houston, uh, uh, the surrounding counties around Houston, all the way to Beaumont, Texas, uh, where they're, they're hoping that their uh, water treatment facilities will be up and running because in Beaumont, Folks cannot, do not have uh, clean drinking water. Uh, to devastation across uh, Florida and many of the Caribbean islands, including Cuba. Uh, as I mentioned, at, at, at my home, we lost power for a day. Um, uh, so again, in comparison, we were fine. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to take my uh, two kids. I have a seven-year-old actually she's eight now, eight-year-old daughter and a son who was about to turn six, to a local church that served as a distribution, a distribution center to uh, help with their recovery efforts. It was good for them to uh, see that they are very fortunate and those of us who are fortunate, uh, I believe, are obligated to lend assistance to others who are not in need because at the end of the day, um, it doesn't matter where you're from, what you look like, how much resources you have or don't have, uh, these natural disasters do not discriminate. Every section, every socioeconomic class in Houston was affected in some form or fashion. Uh, Harvey did not care uh, whether you had uh, a billion dollar portfolio or simply uh, a cot under a bridge. Uh, there was no discrimination whatsoever. And so uh, what you saw was how Houston reacted is one of the things that I love so much about Houston. Uh, people came out in droves. I can share countless stories of people who uh, uh, met people who they never seen before, would probably not interact with them, but for the fact that people had to lend aid to others. Uh, I'll just share a couple of uh, examples. Uh, there was a story of a uh, elderly African-American woman who uh, could not walk. And she was calling for help but could not get help. The water was rising, she was on her front porch calling for help and she saw a young gentleman. The gentleman uh, went over to her, uh, picked her up, carried her, uh, I'm sorry, he didn't pick her up. She was in a wheelchair and, she, and he pushed her five, block, five blocks through flooded streets. And she said she didn't know his name. He didn't know her name. 
and the gentleman couldn't even speak English. Uh, this was captured by a news story. Um, uh, another story is where uh, uh, they showed a line of people trying to enter uh, NRG Stadium. NRG Stadium is where uh, the Houston Texans uh, play football. Uh, the line had thousands of people, and that line was not consisting of people who were trying to seek shelter. That line consisted of people who were lined up at 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning to volunteer to help others in need. And so the, 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 the good thing that's come out of these natural disasters is that you've seen uh, the human spirit at work. And uh, people put aside their uh, religious, political, and other differences and help each other out in a time of need. Uh, shortly after, actually two weeks after Hurricane Harvey, uh, we knew that Irma was going to uh, hit the Caribbean and uh, Florida. Uh, it, it, referring to uh, Hurricane Irma, uh, hit a number of islands in the Caribbean. I think our Barbuda was uh, completely destroyed, 95 is of its infrastructure was completely gone. Uh, St. John's uh, and, and other Caribbean islands were uh, just rocked. At, from my understanding, 25% of the homes in the Florida Keys were uh, completely uh, devastated, just knocked down. And of course, uh, Cuba was hit as well. Uh, my family is from Cuba, as I mentioned previously. Uh, the majority of my family is on the island. They are primarily in uh, Guantanamo, Guantanamo, which is the most eastern, one of the most eastern provinces on the island. And of course, I have family in Havana as well. Uh, Hurricane Irma hit Cuba uh, as a Category 5. Uh, in the northern central part of the island. And then along the northern central part are uh, islands along the coast, which were completely uh, devastated by uh, the hurricane. Well, uh, that also had an impact on Havana. Havana has lost uh, uh, power. 30-foot uh, waves were hitting the Malacong, which is the seawall uh, that most people have seen images of. And, and Cuba is uh, in the process of trying to uh, recover from uh, that process. But what's in, what I find very, very interesting is that um, as Cuba is dealing with water shortages, uh, people needing medical assistance, and other resources like power, the basic necessities in life, uh, Cuba was able to uh, send 750 doctors to neighboring Caribbean countries to lend assistance. Why? Because it was needed, because it's the right thing to do. And our topic today is about, our topic today is, you know, how politics plays a role in preventing uh, relief efforts. And, you know, it's interesting that you have Cuba, which is 90 miles away from Florida, and Cuba cannot send doctors over to Florida. Or Cuba may be willing to do so, but they would not be accepted. Um, I don't know if a gesture was made by the Cuban government to send aid to uh, Florida, uh, but what we do know is that uh, when Hurricane Katrina hit, uh, the Gulf Coast, I believe in 2005, uh, 
uh, and New Orleans was just decimated by Hurricane Katrina, uh, Cuba offered to send doctors to New Orleans in order to provide relief efforts, and uh, that offer was rejected. Now look, at the end of the day, when uh, you don't have access to health care by your own government, when you don't have access to water, food for your child, or just some sense of comfort, you don't care what someone's politics consist of. You don't care about their background. Uh, what you care about is that you are going to be able to provide some security for you, yourself, uh, your family, your children, your colleagues, and your friends. And uh, here it is that we have Cuba, who was well known as a global leader. In fact, the World Health Organization just again acknowledged Cuba for their medical efforts, a country that has an extremely low infant mortality rate due to uh, so many of their medical advances, uh, is not in a position uh, due to politics to uh, send doctors to the United States to help us with our recovery efforts. And it goes both ways. Uh, the United States is in a position to help Cuba as well. Uh, they need water. Uh, uh, now, people may often think, well, it's on the island. How can they not have access to water? Well, uh, seawater is not necessarily uh, the best water to drink. That water has to be uh, cleaned. Uh, it's typically done through desalinization, uh, but that's a costly endeavor, uh, or you have to have a filt filtration process. But if your uh, uh, water systems are destroyed or severely damaged, uh, then you're not in a position to provide uh, something as basic as water to your citizens. So we are in a position to help Cuba, just like we're in a position to help other neighboring countries. And wouldn't it be better if we had a relationship with our uh, neighboring island where at least in times of crisis, in times of natural disasters, we can let go of our politics and help them when they're in a time of need, and they can help us at a time of need. And interestingly enough, both, both countries are in a time of need. There are things that we can provide to them and they can provide to us where we can mutually benefit from a better relationship. Now, someone may say, well, we don't need the help from the Cubans. We have all the resources, doctors, nurses, uh, equipment, and technology in order to help ourselves. That's easy for us to say now when we have the time, money, other resources and expertise for assistance. Uh, but we haven't, at least in this lifetime, entered a, uh, an experience where we may. Um, the world is changing and uh, God forbid we run into a scenario where um, uh, we enter into a war with a North Korea who uh, right now uh, the dynamics between the United States and North Korea is certainly deteriorating and it seems to be getting amplified. What if uh, the North Koreans launched a missile to the United States and there was just utter devastation? Uh, and people are afraid to deal with these issues. 
Um, uh, Cubans have experience with this. Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the Chernobyl uh, disaster, the Cubans were the ones who brought in uh, the folks from that uh, incident uh, and treated them and in fact as a result of that uh, made additional medical advances. So uh, again, we don't know uh, whether or not we're going to need the assistance of other countries, but isn't it better to uh, be safe than sorry? Uh, one of my mentors shared with me years ago that I'd rather be prepared and not have the opportunity than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. So again, uh, let's put ourselves in the best position to make sure that not if, but when something happens that uh, can cause harm to ourselves, our friends, families, and neighbors, that we're in a position due to pre-established relationships that we can rely on our uh, uh, sister and neighborly countries to, to lend assistance. This is just another example of why the embargo needs to go, uh, because it is preventing us from getting the assistance that many of us can use, and frankly, helping our neighbors in the Caribbean as well, namely Cuba. So this is gonna be a brief, ep uh, brief episode. I just wanted to make sure that uh, we share with everyone that uh, one, we're fine uh, here. Uh, Houston is gonna bounce back as it always does. Uh, it's gonna be a long road to recovery. I'm confident that Florida will do the same thing. Uh, in fact, Florida is uh, probably um, better positioned in terms of preparation for these types of uh, ordeals. But I'm hoping that we can learn from what happened in Houston and what is happening now in Florida, where you see people reaching out, where you see the uh, human factor kicking in, putting aside differences, and I'm hoping we can extend that internationally. Again, my name is Felix Chevalier with the Cuban Connection. I look forward to uh, interacting with you next time. If you need to reach out to us, you can always reach, reach us at contact at thecubanconnection.com. Again, contact at thecubanconnection.com. Until next time, my name is Felix Chevalier. Thank you. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe and leave your comments to The Cuban Connection or whichever podcasting service you use.